They take my prescriptions. Now, this was all at 4 o'clock in the morning when I first checked into rehab. Let's flash forward 12 hours now to 4 p.m. that same day. I'm in my hospital room in the detox hospital at this rehab. I had to go to detox for like four or five days when I first got there because of everything in my system. I'm in my hospital room. I've been in rehab at this point for 12 hours. I have not gone to sleep during that time. And my total time awake to this point is 50 hours. Now, the doctors are trying to give me a bunch of medication to calm me down. But by this point in my life, my tolerance for sedatives was superhuman. No matter what they give me, they cannot subdue me. I'm like the great Rasputin. They cannot bring me to my knees. Just then, a legitimately good doctor walks into my hospital room. If you have only been seeing Dr. Michael for the past few years, a good, legitimate doctor is terrifying. It's like an exorcist. This guy walked in like, hi, I'm Dr. Henry Fortescue. I was like, no, two names. No. Oh, hey, you want my shirt off, huh? You like this? You like stuff? What kind of a doctor are you, huh? Is your wife dead? <laughs> I scream at this doctor. I go, where's my clonopin? We cannot give you your clonopin. Why not? We are a rehab. <laughs> I cannot give you a Schedule II narcotic under Pennsylvania state law. And I said, Pennsylvania state law? Well, what if we go to a pharmacy in New Jersey? <laughs> you see, I thought he was telling me about a predicament <laughs> that we were both caught up in. <laughs> like, he was like, look, I would love to give you these pills. You are clearly a super chill young man bobbing and weaving in a hospital gown and a pair of New Balance sneakers for the past 12 hours. But this pesky state of Pennsylvania. Aho, doctor! What if we go to a pharmacy in New Jersey? Oh my God, no one has ever thought of that. You're the first drug addict here to have a scheme. Let's go in my car. You're clearly ready to leave the grounds. <laughs> that was at 4 p.m. Three hours later, 7 p.m., I finally go to sleep. They give me enough of this drug called Librium, and I drop. They put a nurse in my hospital room to make sure I stay asleep, because I had been trouble. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was exactly that got them so worried, but it might have been when I said, I'm gonna pretend to go to sleep. <laughs> and then when you're all like, he's asleep and you leave my room, I'm gonna run the fuck out of this rehab. <laughs> Something about saying that out loud twice to two different staff members <laughs> had raised a few eyebrows. <laughs> so now I'm asleep though, I'm legitimately out cold. 
They have a nurse in my room to make sure I stay asleep. She's sitting in a chair next to a bedside table. I'm asleep in the bed. My phone is face up on the bedside table next to her. Now, at this exact same time, about 7 p.m., my good friend Pete Davidson starts calling me. Pete, yes, that one. Pete <laughs> was not at my intervention because he was traveling that night. But now he's landed, he's found out I'm in rehab, and he's concerned, so he starts calling. Fun fact about Pete, he changes his cell phone number constantly. I don't know why, that's his journey. <laughs> but every month and a half, I get a text from Pete, and it says, yo, it's Pete, new number. And I go, send a pic to prove it. And he sends a photo like this. And then I save him in my phone. For a long time, I just kept saving him again and again as Pete Davidson. At one point, I had nine Pete Davidsons <laughs> saved in my phone. And uh, that's uh, too many Pete Davidsons! <laughs> so, I started to save him under fake famous people's names, just to mix it up. Like, for a while, he was saved in my phone as Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> the week I went to rehab, he was saved in my phone as Al Pacino. <laughs> so, I'm asleep in bed. A nurse is watching over me. My phone is next to the nurse. And Pete Davidson starts calling again and again and again. But what the nurse sees on the phone <laughs> is that this unconscious patient is getting not one, not two, but five missed calls from Oscar winner <laughs> Al Pacino. So she fucking wakes me up. <laughs> blame her. I would have been so curious. She wakes I wake up and she's shaking me, going, you're getting a phone call. I was so groggy. I was like, ah. I roll over. I'm so exhausted. I look at the phone. I see that it says, call from Al Pacino. I know that that means call from Pete Davidson. But I don't explain this complex code to the nurse. I just take the call in front of her. I go, hello? Oh, dog. I'm not doing that well. Oh, yeah, no one's gonna blame you. Now. I said that last part because some people suggested that he and I did drugs together. Because he has tattoos. <laughs> and I am plain. <laughs> we must be up to witchcraft. <laughs> I've never done drugs with Pete. He's always been very supportive of my sobriety. So that's the conversation I'm having with Pete. But the conversation that the nurse thinks is happening it delights me to this day. <laughs> Hello? Johnny! <laughs> it's Al. 
my little boy blue. I heard your ass is in rehab. How you doing, dog? Oh, dog. I'm not doing that well. Oh, my little freckle juice. Reason I'm calling you five times. I think I'm gonna get blamed for this. Yeah, I'm getting suspicious that when the American public hears about the drug relapse of John Mulaney, they will logically and immediately name only one culprit. And that is myself, 79-year-old. Oscar winner, Al Pacino. Pacino from the Italian. Pa, meaning daddy. And Chino, meaning khaki pants. They're gonna blame daddy khaki pants. This line has been compromised. <laughs> Watch John Mulaney, Baby J, only on Netflix. And be sure to follow us at Netflix is a Joke on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter.